Welcome to the Intuitively You podcast, where we chat all things intuitive eating, body image, finding peace with food, and so much more. I'm your host, Jen Baswick, intuitive eating dietitian and embodiment coach, and I'm your guide along your journey to food freedom so that you can improve your relationship with food and your body to no longer hold you back from living your best, most fulfilling life. We'll be chatting about all the real talk, the tips and tricks, the struggles, and most importantly, how you, yes you, can finally find peace with food and your body. After each episode, I'll be sure to wrap it up with some takeaways for you to implement in your life, so make sure to stick around until the end. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the Intuitively You podcast. Is anyone else just mind blown that we're already halfway through February. I feel like it was just the new year yesterday and all of January feels like a blur and February is already flying by. But I mean, I feel like this is a common theme and I don't know if anyone else feels this, like the older you get, the faster the time goes by. And that is something that I don't know how I feel about it, but something that is interesting that I've been reflecting on lately and trying to practice more is really like this concept. And I know it's trendy, but this concept of slow living, I've really been thinking about that lately and not rushing through life and really just enjoying all the moments. So that's just my little personal update off the top of this episode for you. But that's where I'm at. Time is moving fast and I am being more intentional about slowing down and not rushing through life and enjoying it. And if you relate, I'm I'm totally here for that. In this episode today, we are going to talk about food guilt. All of this stuff around feeling guilty after eating. And if you're someone who feels guilty after eating, know that you're not alone. I was looking online to see if I could find some statistics about this. And I know this wasn't very recent, but I did find a survey that was done in 2015 that found that 80% of women and 70% of men in the United States experience feelings of guilt towards food. And Again, this was a survey that was done a while ago, but in my mind, if any survey found those high of percentages of people feeling guilty towards food, like that is, that's a lot. That's a lot of people. And this is something that I know impacts so many folks. And if you're a listener of this podcast, I'm sure that food guilt is something that you've experienced because it definitely goes hand in hand with the struggles with food that we talk about and wanting to be on a food freedom journey. So if this is you, I want you to know again that you're not alone with the world that we live in and diet culture running totally rampant. It makes sense that food guilt is something that crosses your mind and it was something that was always on my mind too. But if food guilt feels like something that crosses your mind more often than you'd like and it is bogging you down, that's definitely a sign, right, to take a look at what's going on to make you feel guilty about food and seeing what you can do about it. And really, that's what we're going to talk about. Food guilt can take up so much brain space. It can 
really impact your relationship with food in a negative way and ultimately really impact your overall well-being. And I really truly believe that you deserve to have peace from this and not have food guilt take up so much of your mind, your brain space, your self-talk, your days really. And that's exactly what we're going to learn together in this episode is what food guilt is all about. Like, why does this show up? Um, And really like what to do about it. And I'm going to share five steps that you can take to soften and start to let go of that food guilt. So first up, I just want to go through like what food guilt can sound like. (laughs) So if you're like, okay, yeah, I can kind of realize that I feel some sense of shame or guilt or something around food, but what really like is this food guilt and how does that show up? So I want to share some common examples that I hear from my clients and folks that I chat with about what this like, and I love to call this voice the inner food police voice, what it sounds like so you can potentially you know, take this awareness to be able to distinguish if you're experiencing this food guilt and how it might be showing up in your life. So these are going to, I'm just going to like rapid fire some sayings at you that your inner food police or your inner mind might be saying to you as you're going through an experience of eating or afterwards or even before. So first up, we've got, I'm so bad for eating this, right? You think that you eat something and then you think I'm so bad for eating this or I shouldn't eat so much, or oh, that food was so unhealthy. Why do I want it so badly? Like really speaking to that idea of feeling magnetized and pulled towards these quote unquote unhealthy foods. If you've been around, you know that I don't like labeling foods as healthy or unhealthy. And I have a whole episode explaining why. I'll link that one in the show notes. But that in itself can make us feel guilty. Another one would be, or another thought that sounds like food guilt would be, I just can't be trusted around food. Like you can't trust yourself around food and maybe certain foods, right? More of the fun foods. Another one would be, why did I eat so much again? I need to be better. Like this, almost like you're feel like you're doing something wrong and then you're shaming yourself into trying to fix it, right? And that may be well-meaning, right? We're well-meaning when we do those things. But that is, in essence, that's guilt, that's shame. And doing things from that place of guilt or shame is, is likely not going to free you. So that's one. Another couple I have for you are, I really need to stop eating this junk food, right? Again, junk food being like a, a negative connotation. I don't like calling it that. Um, but that's often a thought that comes up for folks. And then one more is I need to get a grip and eat more clean, right? So all of these, as I'm sure you can tell, sound very harsh. It's really harsh. It's like, wow, we're not very nice to ourselves when we talk to ourselves about food in this way. And that is, you know, food guilt, right? And if you find yourself thinking these things, it might be time to pay attention to this and how it's really impacting your relationship with food. Like, let's be real. Having these negative thoughts about food all the time really can negatively impact not just your relationship with food, but your life as a whole. Like we eat food 
multiple times a day, every day. And if our food thoughts are all covered in guilt, then of course that's not going to be the most enjoyable experience for you. No wonder it's so common to be feeling off about food in your life if you're having these types of thoughts about food all the time. So all of this to be said, I think that if this is something that you're experiencing, it is a sure telltale sign that working on your relationship with food and improving your relationship with food is something to seriously think about because this stuff impacts you likely more than you know if you haven't been aware of it um, too much yet. And if you are becoming aware of it, that's amazing. And I'm excited for you that you're even just here listening to this episode and taking steps to move forward and free yourself from this food guilt. Before we dive into some steps that you can take to free yourself from the food guilt. I want to really, you know me, if you've been listening to this, I love getting into more like root causes, like what's going on? Where does this come from? Why, why is it happening? So that we can really understand what's going on a little bit better before we just try and do tactics or strategies to change things. So let's dive into why you might feel guilty after eating and like what really leads to this food guilt thing? The short answer is negative beliefs about food. Long answer is that there's like many factors that go into creating those and feeling guilty about food. So just to explore some of them, the first and I would say pretty, well, maybe pretty obvious one is that you've been influenced by diet culture, right? We talk about diet culture a lot here. Diet culture is kind of turning into maybe almost like a wellness culture these days. So it's looking more and more sneaky, but diet culture is really all around us. Diet culture is just a kind of a term that I use and folks in this intuitive eating space use to describe the negative way that all of the media and mainstream society teach us to think about food. We're often like sold this idea that we have to be striving for a thin body. And in order to do that, we should be eating as little as possible or eating clean or tracking or whatever the tactic is, right? That comes from diet culture. There's so many, but it's like a restrictive way of eating to change the way your body looks, to fit into this box. And I'm here to tell you that that is just not true. And all of this is actually quite harmful, but really all of these influences from diet culture and things that we've been, you know, taught or listening to or seeing over our life. Of course, if we have that, oh, food needs to look like this and this is bad and this is good and whatever the shoulds are from diet culture then yeah, you're going to feel some food guilt. So I'd say that is a big one, diet culture. Um, and one that you know goes along with diet culture, but it's not specifically that. It could just be a reason behind the food guilt. could just be that you were taught different negative beliefs about food while you were growing up. And the way our parents or caregivers talked and interacted with food while we were growing up is such a big influence on how our relationship with food may look when we become adults. And this is something that, you know, it breaks my heart every time I have these conversations because it's just, it's so passed down generations. And so many of my clients tell me that 
their mothers specifically, like not all the time, but I think that's more often than not. Their mothers were dieting like their whole childhood and put them on something like Weight Watchers when they were 10. Like the amount of times that that conversation comes up is mind-blowing, really. And it is unfortunate because I think coming from a place of, you know, putting yourself in those other other people's shoes with the parents, caregivers, mothers, whoever we're talking about, they meant well, right? They were just trying to do what they thought was best for them. If it was just like a situation of modeling and they were just purely doing their own diets and didn't actually influence you, or they were trying to do what they thought was best for you by bringing you into the world of dieting and they, they didn't know better, right? And I think it's important to not point fingers and blame because it can be easy to slip into that. And as much as it is unfortunate, I'm sure <laughs> that your mother, parents, caregiver, whoever might have exposed you to this world of dieting potentially did not mean harm, right? They, they meant well, and they didn't really know the repercussions of that. And as unfortunate as it is, all of these things that might have happened growing up, um, maybe it was even kids at school or people saying negative things about bodies and what food does or whatever. It could be so many things. Whatever you learned kind of growing up sticks with you often and influences those beliefs that you have towards food and bodies. So that's a big one, right? And I think both of those things, whether the things we were taught growing up or diet culture, really filter into this next reason why, and that is that you have rules about food, right? So in your mind, there are certain rules about food, whether you have them or you think of them as like hard rules or they're just kind of floating around and hanging out. There's some kind of rules about food, whether that's I shouldn't eat between this time and this time, or I should only eat this amount of calories, or I can't have bread twice in a day, whatever these rules are, all of those things, any rigidity when it comes to food and eating will make you feel guilty, right? Because if you're not able to fit into those expectations or rules that you have, because often they're unrealistic, right? If you're not able to live up to those, then you're going to feel guilt about that. So having rules about food inherently can make you feel guilty because often the shoulds and the rules that we're hearing out there from diet culture, from people around us, from what we've learned growing up, they don't actually work for us in our bodies and they probably aren't sustainable, right? So these rules about food can create food guilt, Other things that can create food guilt is that you have just a really loud like inner food police voice. And that one, again, often comes from those beliefs, the rules, all the things. But that voice in your mind, that part of you that is the inner food police is really trying to push that agenda of eating in a certain way. And if you're not living up to that, again, you don't feel so good. You feel food guilt and you feel shame, maybe. And another one too is just that you may be hard on yourself. And this goes for food. This goes for, you know, probably other areas of your life. I know often a lot of folks I work with kind of identify with that uh, term of being a perfectionist. And if you're not, you know, doing things perfectly, or if you're not doing it the way you think you should, then you're really hard on yourself and you're like your own worst critic. And that can 
obviously, and of course, influence our relationship with food and the way we experience food guilt too. So being hard on yourself is also another reason we experience food guilt. And then the last one, I mean, there are so many, but the last one I'm going to share with you here is that, you know, and I touched on this before, but viewing food as good versus bad or unhealthy versus healthy, or if we're calling it junk, or, you know, even you see in society, like different types of messaging about food is like, oh, enjoy this food guilt-free. And it's like, okay, if you take a look at that, then what does it mean if I'm having the other food like that food that's not quote unquote guilt-free, then should I be feeling guilty about having that food? Like all of these things might be happening on more of like a subconscious level for you rather than being super consciously aware of these things. And we don't become aware of these things until we do, right? So a lot of this stuff that I just mentioned can be happening behind the scenes in your mind and you don't even notice it. So that's something that is something to think about and kind of leads me actually into the steps that I want to share with you when it comes to how to stop feeling guilty after eating. And I'm going to share five steps with you. And I say steps, but they don't really need to happen in this order. Some of them, like I kind of put them in a way um, that you can think about them and maybe start thinking about the first ones first, but it really truly doesn't matter. It's okay to go through these in whatever way works for you, whatever feels relevant to you in your life. But yeah, I think I was getting ahead of myself a little bit when I was sharing like this stuff kind of happens behind the scenes and we don't really notice, right? We just like, man, we feel like not good towards food and why, like what's going on? So my first step for you to stop feeling guilty after eating is to really recognize that inner food police voice. What are those inner food police thoughts going on? And this inner food police voice is likely a big driver, like I said before, of making you feel guilty. And you might not even be realizing that it's there. Like for example, I was talking with a client yesterday and she was telling me that while her and I were doing our coaching, we were talking, that she could then identify and realize what inner food police voices she had going on when she was in an experience with a quote unquote bad food in her mind. (laughs) Um, She could notice them when her and I were talking about it and reflecting, but she actually wasn't able to notice it in real time in the moment when she was in that experience with that food. So that's something that, you know, I love to work with folks on and why I'm giving you this piece of advice. We don't realize, right? This stuff has become so automatic, so like just ingrained into us that we're not even realizing that we are actually having those nasty thoughts towards food on such a regular basis. So that would be my first step for you is to really pay attention to and notice and see if you can recognize in the moments when you're around maybe foods you feel guilt about, what's that inner talk like? What is the inner food police voice saying? So really recognizing that. And that leads into my second step, which is to question your beliefs about food right? So the beliefs are really like the driving force behind the thoughts. So from catching the inner food police thoughts, you can then notice like, okay, 
what beliefs do I have about these foods based on the thoughts that I'm having about it? Or in what way do I typically think about this food and kind of getting to more of those core beliefs? Like, for example, that could be if your thought is I'm not allowed to have bread twice a day, maybe the belief is that carbs are bad or something like that, right? So I then from there want you to question those beliefs once you realize them, right? Question them, right? Is this really true? Like, is it actually true or is this something I just picked up along the way? Is it actually serving me? right? That's a big one. That's a big one. Is this really serving me or is this more of a detriment to myself and my overall well-being? And I think it's really important to bring in like when we're talking well-being, we're talking physical, mental, emotional, holistic well-being, not just cherry picking one. (laughs) So that's important. And really just questioning like, who told me it's not okay to eat past 7 p.m.? Why? Why? Does my body shut off at that time? <laughs> like, can I not like, eat food at that time? That doesn't make sense. Like, right when you break these things down, and it may feel hard to do this on your own, which is why it is so helpful to work with someone like myself going through these because you may be like, yeah, that is feel true because I've been believing that for the past 15 years. But is it really? <laughs> and breaking that down and really diving into why it's not true for all of these different food rules that you may have or food beliefs and going through them and questioning them so so they can you know fall behind and we can bring in new beliefs about food that are more supportive for you my third step for you to stop feeling guilty after eating is to make peace with the foods that you feel guilty about Now, this one is like a whole deep process in itself, but the best way to go about this without going into too much depth, because this is like, you know, a big process, but really to start making peace with these foods is really just normalizing these foods for yourself and taking them off the pedestal. Because if we're putting these foods, right, often we think the fun foods, let's run with the example of cookies. If we're putting cookies up on this pedestal of like, oh, this is that food that like I shouldn't be having and I can only really have one every once in a while and it's it's not healthy for me, blah, blah, blah. All these different thoughts about food are putting it up on a pedestal. What we want to do is take that food off the pedestal and bring it back down to level playing field with all the rest of the foods and look at it like, okay, this is just another food. It has a different nutrient composition than other foods, but I can enjoy this food. There are positive things that I can get out of this food and I can choose to have this food whenever I want in whatever amounts that I want to that feel good and best to me. And that taking it off the pedestal can make you have more of that feeling of peace towards that food because it being on the pedestal is what's causing you to have these funky feelings about that food in the first place. So making peace with these foods is super important and something to really try and dive into and work through. Again, I would say this make peace with food process is one of the trickier parts of going through a food freedom journey and intuitive eating journey. And if you need support with that, that is something that I love to support people through. So you can let me know. But 
think about these things. How can I start to normalize it? How can I take it off the pedestal? How can I break down that this is just another food really and bringing it on the same level playing field as other foods? My fourth step for you about food guilt is to practice self-compassion. And I will say this one till I am blue in the face because self-compassion is such a key in an intuitive eating journey. It is like cornerstone to all of this. And really like guilt often sounds like the complete opposite of self-compassion. So take this for example. So instead of saying something like, I'm so bad for eating this, try softening it to something more like, okay, I had that food, maybe in an amount that didn't make me feel so great. I see what happened here. I'm going to reflect on it and learn for next time that I'm in that scenario. And this whole experience doesn't make me a bad person. I'm just learning how to find peace with food. I'm learning, right? see how different like those statements feel like I'm so bad for eating this versus all of this compassionate way of caring for yourself through that experience, recognizing there are a lot of big feelings wrapped up in that and that's okay, but we're learning how to move forward and we're here to support ourselves through it instead of being like so hard on ourselves and trying to shame ourselves into something changing. Like shame is not a good motivator. We want to drop shame as a motivator. So self-compassion is so key. And I would recommend that in anything that you do, but I think is particularly important for food guilt. And then my last step for you is to remember that all foods fit in a healthy lifestyle. Repeat after me. All foods fit. Really, truly they do. And I know there's a lot of things out there, people on social media demonizing foods and fear-mongering about certain foods. And there is a lot of noise. It doesn't mean that it's true, right? All foods can fit in a healthy, balanced lifestyle. And that truly is the key to freedom. When you can embrace that belief that all foods fit, and taking them off the pedestal and being able to choose like, okay, yeah, all of these foods fit. What do I feel like most now? Do I want something that is maybe more, you know, nutrient dense focused or do I want something that's going to spark joy and nostalgia for me right now or whatever, right? These food decisions don't have to be so like all or nothing. Like we're either all the way like diet land and or all the way like fun foods galore, It doesn't have to look like that. We can find this sweet middle gray area where we can embrace all foods and really just normalize figuring out what feels best to you and your body and using your inner wisdom as a guide to choose when to have what foods and in what amounts feel good to you. And all of that comes from improving your relationship with food. And especially if you're someone who struggles with binge eating or overeating, emotional eating, all that stuff, it can feel tricky, right? Because you're like, if I give myself permission to have all the foods, then I'm just going to eat all of the fun foods all the time. And that's going to be it. And I'm going to feel so icky because of it. I get that. I get that. I used to think that as well. And I work through that with a lot of clients. But really, the process is to make you realize that all foods do fit 
you have the power. Instead of food having the power, you have the power and you can make choices that feel best to you. And it comes from doing all of this work and so many things about being able to stop binge eating and all of the pieces, but know that all foods do fit. You can embrace that belief as well. It just takes a little getting there. And I totally believe in you. (laughs) And if you are looking for some next steps to really end this food guilt once and for all for yourself, I have lots of different options for you to support you through this. We have the Embodied Food Freedom Group Coaching Program. This is like the program to help you stop binge eating and emotional overeating and actually find lasting peaks with food in such a supportive group space and community where everyone's working towards the same or similar goals and lifting each other up along the way. It's like, honestly, the most wonderful humans come into this program. I don't know how every single time, every cohort is such a lovely combination of people and I would love for you to be inside that and experience that and get to work through all the lessons and the workbooks and having me in your corner and coaching you the whole time. It's such a cool space. So you can join Embodied Food Freedom. Right now at this time, we are pre-enrolling for our April 2024 cohort, but you can always head to the link in the show notes, no matter what time you're listening and see kind of what's going on and what we're enrolling for when you head over to that Embody Food Freedom info page. And then if you are in Ontario, you can check out my one-on-one nutrition counseling services. This is if you're looking to work with a registered dietitian, if you live in Ontario, I would be more than happy to support you on this more um, personalized private way. So you can check that out if you live in Ontario. And then if you are unsure of what you need right now and you're just looking for a little guidance and push in the right direction, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at the intuitive nutritionist. And I would be happy to guide you in the right direction. I'm always here to support you and I'm cheering you on no matter what you do or how you choose to go about your food freedom journey because it is uniquely yours. But no matter what, I do hope that you find a way to embody food freedom for yourself, to free yourself from this food guilt because ugh, it takes up so much energy and space in our lives. And I want nothing more than for you to be free. So thank you for listening. I am happy that you're here and As always, if you ever have any suggestions or feedback or whatever that is, feel free to DM me as well. I love to hear from you. And I would be so appreciative if you took a moment to rate and review the podcast. Really helps to get the word out to more people um, and spread the message of food freedom to others. So thank you for listening and I will catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitively You podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode along with all the takeaways at theintuitivenutritionist.com slash podcast. Let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at the.intuitive.nutritionist. Be sure to share and tag me when you're listening along. And if you're loving the podcast, I would be so honored for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave a review. I'm so happy you're here and learning how to better your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Until next time, keep on living intuitively you.